0: Welcome to episode two of Conversations with Cody Jazz Talks. I'm Cody Hutchinson, your host, a professional jazz musician from Canada, as well as radio host, enjoying these conversations one on one with musicians from around the world my guest today from toronto keyboardist producer todd pentney also known by his moniker high fi low pentney's probably best known for his role in the juno award winning alison al quartet though he's active in many genres from modern to straight ahead acoustic jazz to indie pop and hip hop And his first album, Say Your Name, under Hi-Fi Low, can truly be looked at as a synthesis of his various musical experiences. And it's such a pleasure to have you joining me this evening, Todd.
1: Hi, Cody. Thanks for having me,
0: man. Well, it's absolutely my pleasure. Now, this new album, your debut under your moniker Hi-Fi Low, Speak Your Name, has so many influences. I mentioned pop, hip-hop, jazz. Can you tell our audience a little bit of where the inspiration for this album came from?
1: Yeah, the album, I've always been messing around with uh production stuff my whole life. I've been tinkering with electronic music since I was a teenager. And uh that's sort of like the other half of what I like to do in my own time, learning music, like I, I love playing music and performing and practicing and keeping those chops together, but then I've also been messing around with synths my whole life and Exploring sound and experimenting with different types of synthesis. And um, I just thought it was time to actually put out an album with that kind of, with all those uh, experiences in it.
0: Now, the album itself is called Speak Your Name, which the title track is also called that. Could you tell me a little bit where that name came from?
1: Actually, Alex Samaras, the singer on that track, he came up with that line kind of on the fly one of the lines in the song is i am unable to speak your name and uh i just really liked it i liked the way it sounded and uh and then the statement speak your name is kind of coming from what the album is sort of about for me which is like this other side of music for me that you know not a lot of jazz musicians see and it's like well this is kind of this is who i am like this is the other side of me so it's kind of like speaking your name showing people who you
0: are so with that being said you have so many modern influences in this music makes me think about how you came into jazz if i talk to older players quite often they've come in through more traditional means listening to jazz standards and bebop or that type of thing younger players quite often through pop music what was your path into jazz just considering this project
1: for me it was kind of interesting um I grew up in a pretty, uh, like, uh, my my parents weren't into letting us check out a lot of secular music. Uh, it was a pretty, like, Christian household. I think because of that, my ear kind of gravitated to stuff that I was allowed to listen to, and a lot of that was instrumental music. And so, yeah, I kind of got hooked on like jazz and listening to like cbc radio at a younger age like the the jazz programs that would play at like around midnight i found like i sort of caught up on all my my pop culture stuff in like towards the end of high school and the beginning of college actually i listened to like the beatles and stuff for the first time so uh i was kind of i did it backwards the the way a lot of people do it yeah
0: well, I was totally off base on that one. I would have thought you would have come from pop music first, but I'm corrected. <laughs> now, I I read a study which said that most people develop their musical tastes for girls around 13 to 14 years old and boys 14 to 15 year olds. So does this kind of coincide with your trajectory into jazz?
1: Oh, for sure. Totally. Th- those were definitely the years where I, I think I was starting to be, to become obsessed with like The sound, you know, the sound of jazz and the sound of, like, all like these artists that I was discovering, like Herbie Hancock, Oscar Peterson, Keith Jarrett, who else, uh, Barry Harris had a huge influence on me, for sure. That was definitely when the obsession started, that's for sure.
0: So when you were talking about coming up with the title for the album, you mentioned that you were playing around with lyrics, which says to me maybe you were doing a bit more experimenting in the studio rather than, then going in with a plan and having everything fleshed out like a lot of band leaders will go in and say, OK, we're doing just this. Now you recorded this album on your own with a few guests. I'm assuming that wasn't the process for you.
1: No, because uh, I, I think part of that, that thing that you're talking about is because you're you're paying for studio time, right? So you better have everything together because it's a, it's a waste of money if you don't. And I, I know that process as well. I've done that many times. That's how we record Allison's music. But with this, it, I mean, this essentially I did 99% of it at home in, in my house. So you're not worried about time so much and you can kind of be a bit more relaxed in the home process. And that, and that's actually kind of nice. You can come up with something, the the nature of the composition can al- almost have the improvisational tone to it. When I did that with Alex, it was very like, he just came over. I didn't, we didn't really have anything in mind. I was just showing him a bunch of stuff that I was working on. And when I played him that track, Speak Your Name, an earlier version of it, he lashed onto it right away and said like, oh yeah, I wanna I wanna do something on that. Let's work on that today.
0: So with this album, Speak Your Name, your writing process, because it was mostly you by yourself with only a few guests coming in, what was your process for writing for yourself?
1: For a project like this, the, I'd say the, the tools and the sounds kind of guide the composition. So I'll start with a synthesizer or uh, you know, a plug-in synthesizer that runs off of a laptop just play and find some sounds that inspire me. And then a lot of it is finding sound combination, starting with one synth, And then sometimes you land on a combination of two or three different sounds that just gel really well together. And that's really what I'm looking for. And then the composition from there can be fine tuned, but I find most of the time it's those great sound combinations that is really what I'm looking for. And just the only way to find those I find is to just throw a whole bunch at the wall and to see what sticks,
0: you know? So because you're playing around with soundscapes and ideas rather than having things written out, do you find that's a a help or a hindrance for you?
1: I think probably a hindrance actually, especially with electronic music and home studios Your options are so wide open, you know, like it's limitless combinations and millions of possibilities, directions you can go in. And a lot of times, at least when you're working for another artist, you can sort of hold their direction in your mind and just follow that direction. You know, you can make choices what you think that person is looking for. When it's itself, it makes it a challenge, but it also makes it a lot of fun, too, because the music can go in a direction that you totally didn't expect, and you can just follow that because it's just my music. I don't have to worry about doing something that someone else might not like.
0: Well, I have to say, just from a listener point of view, I really enjoy the album. I love the soundscapes and just the explorations and the jazz roots. It's beautiful.
1: Oh, thanks, man. Thanks.
0: So I have to ask in relation to the conversation, I think in jazz, this album to maybe an older generation, they might have some questions where it fits in the jazz pantheon. And there's always that argument amongst jazz musicians, what is and isn't jazz. Obviously, there's a lot of roots outside of jazz in this album. But if someone were to say to you, how does this fit into jazz? How is this jazz? What would your response be?
1: Um, I think, I think that's a great question if somebody says that, you know, and I'm totally into that. The fact that you're asking that is a great question because music is so subjective to everyone, you know, and depending on what you're hearing, you know, you might listen to someone's music and and think like, well, there's no resemblance of what they're saying is in there at all to me, but to someone else, it's like, oh yeah, I'm hearing all these things. I think for me, I really, I mean, I, I think it's obvious. My influences are in there for sure. Like, I think on this album, there was a lot of like Wayne Shorter inspired harmony, kind of like that Atlantis era of Wayne Shorter type stuff really inspired me. And uh, yeah, I mean, I, I just hope it comes across to, for people. To, like I'm, I'm glad it came across for you. I think it's, A lot of it is the production that kind of throws people like they're not used to hearing certain synthesized sounds or maybe they associate synthesizers with a very specific era of electronic music. Like, you know, those sounds are timeless.
0: Absolutely. Now, I have to ask a question. I have another musician I know who has a project very much sonically like what you're doing. And I asked them what it was that inspired them to do the album. And they said kind of jokingly, well, I just wanted to trick young people into liking jazz. And I'm curious if there was any of that thought process around when you did this music.
1: I think secretly there might be a bit of an agenda there for me, for sure. Like uh, let's catch the ear of someone that maybe this is like the gateway drug for, you know, them starting to listen to jazz. This, this, if this gets somebody in the door, I think that's awesome. You know, I, I don't think that's my the purpose of the album. The purpose of the album for me was just to make something. But if that's a byproduct, uh, then I think that's wonderful.
0: Absolutely. So on your website with the new album, I noticed that you were donating proceeds to the Black Lives Matter movement. Do you want to talk a bit about that?
1: Yeah, sure. I mean, I, I think it's really important to be addressing that, especially now and to really, uh, you know, honor the tradition of where this music comes from and to be honest about your influences, you know, like um, probably something that we need to do a bit more in Canada, I think, is really make an effort to acknowledge the black musicians, particularly from the United States, in my case, that uh, inspired this music and to acknowledge that without, those black musicians, this music wouldn't exist. I think the recent developments and the uh, recent Black Lives Matter movement, we should have been doing this the whole time. This shouldn't have been a recent thing, but I think it's still an important thing to be saying right now.
0: And when you talk about your influences, you mentioned earlier on some of them, which all of the names you gave me were pretty much black artists in jazz, top players in the world. Curious if you've ever had the chance to study with any of them.
1: I mean, I bought the Barry Harris course, and I, and I took a couple clinics with him when he came to Toronto. I I never was able to, and I don't know if he's still doing it, but he does the clinics in New York as well regularly. Uh, I'm sure it's not happening right now with the quarantine, but... um,
0: Oh, yeah, I saw that where there's like groups of people just pile into a room. Mm -hmm.
1: Yeah, I think he's been doing that for a long time. And I've always wanted to go check it out in New York. But I think it's pretty similar to the clinics that I saw here in Toronto where it's very like interactive, and he he just has guys coming up and playing the piano, and watches them and kind of guides them as they play. I, I think it's really cool.
0: What I've seen online as well, it looks so cool. Uh, it would be a really neat thing to go check out and do. So, with the current state of affairs with the pandemic, are you working on any projects with other people or for yourself?
1: Well, yeah, I'm working on the next album. The, the music will move in a in a more pointed direction. I think the first album was sort of almost like an experiment just to see what direction I kind of steer things in. And the next album hopefully will be more pointed to a specific sound.
0: Well, your first album, Speak Your Name, is a wonderful musical statement collection of songs. So I can definitely say I'm looking forward to the next album once again. I've been talking with producer Todd Pentney, piano player, also known as Hi-Fi Low. Thank you so much for joining me today, Todd.
1: Cody, thanks for having me, man. Really appreciate it.
0: Absolutely, my pleasure. Now, if you're out there and you haven't had a chance to hear this album, Speak Your Name, Hi-Fi Low, go find it. It's a really wonderful collection of music and my pleasure talking with Todd Pentney the mastermind behind it all today once again you can find out more about my podcasts at CodyHutchinson.com. that's k-o-d-i and you've been listening to conversations with cody jazz talk with some of the best canadian and international jazz musicians out there thanks again stay safe